cliffcentral.com. It's time for us to uh, get into the money. Let's find out what Henry has for us this morning. Good morning, Henry Biddlecombe. How are you? Hey guys. Fine and you? Good. Very good. You're uh, looking fresh and full of uh, vigor for a Monday morning? Yeah, well, I, I just thought I'd ask. You know, two months of bad markets and you guys get rid of the coffee machine. I mean, yeah, we did that on purpose. Really? Yeah, we, really? Yeah, yeah, we've we, spoken about this. You know, you know what we did? We decided it was time to... Uh, what do they call those things? Austerity. For austerity, right? <laughs> it feels now. like yeah. austerity. It's right not downsizing. Yeah, we decided to get rid of the coffee machine. We, we will, however, be able to give you really, really shit, really cheap coffee from a tin. Mm. <laughs> I'll take well, it. Well, 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 well. Actually, <laughs> stop right there. That percolator is punching above its weight right now. You think so? Yes. Okay, we got a little percolator, so that could help. Okay, good. All right, so good. let's talk about the important stuff. U.S. earnings season. Hmm. How's it looking? So, I mean, we kind of find ourselves at the back end of one of the most significant earnings seasons in history, really, because um, earnings have grown at a rate uh, that we haven't seen in a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, on average, the 500 companies that make up the S&P 500 have grown earnings by 27%. And that's very strong, even it's relative. Amazing. It, it's, it's, it's massive. And um, it's impressive, even relative to analysts' expectations. Analysts were forecasting 20%. So, it's a massive beat. So, I'm imagining that this must be partly why so many countries that that were developing economies and that were reliant on direct foreign investment have seen some of that slip away because people in the US for example who have money have now got a reason to keep it there and yeah. to, to invest in the stock market yeah and that's partially why you've seen um, an emerging market currency crisis develop in the uh, the earlier half of this year really you know the right. money's going to follow growth and that's what it's done um, but you need to remember that uh, at least half of that growth is attributable to a massive tax reform campaign that's taken place. So it's, it's kind of a once-off step change in earnings. And really now the market's looking forward to next year. Mm. Um, all eyes on next year, really. So uh, yep. are you one of the people who thinks that there's inevitably going to be some kind of bad news at the end of all this good news? Well, you know, I think that the People mar- just can't stop predicting a, a, an economic downturn. No, they can't. About. But, you know, historically October has always been a very poor month. For stocks, mm-hmm. and this year's October is certainly no exception. I mean, the S and P is down around ten percent since the beginning of October, and the mm-hmm. all important Nasdaq's down around fifteen percent. But I think at this point, the market actually has some some very well founded concerns around global economic growth going forward, and we can talk about the main two. Okay. Um, and the first is really the trade spat that's developing between the USA and China. Right. And that's a very real threat to economic growth. You know, the the USA is uh, levied twenty five percent tariff. On $250 billion worth of, of goods per annum from China. It's huge. That represents around half of the USA's trade deficit with China. And they're threatening to levy a further 25% on the other half in January. And as we know, tariffs are very bad for economic growth. Hmm. Um, so to the extent that that's a structural change, that's very growth negative. Uh, personally, I believe that it's just a very tough negotiating tactic that Donald Trump's adopting to try and achieve some kind of more open outcome with China. Well, what's the problem there is that is that China kind of follow their own rules yeah. and, and the U.S. have more or less bent and buckled in order to accommodate China's desires yeah. so that they can be major trading partners. Yeah, well, and now, end, yeah. now Trump says we've just got to rectify this relationship because it's not exactly Fair. an equal one. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to argue that the West has had the same fair access to the Chinese economy that China has enjoyed to the West. No, they haven't. Um, and Trump's really fighting that cause. Mm. So that's the one concern. And then, of course, the other one, and it's the one that everyone talks about these days, it's rising interest rates. Yeah. Um, well, you know, which, when, we've experienced that just last week. Yes, we have. 
um, locally as well. You know, when rates go up, equity valuations come down. And also the cost of debt goes up. So companies that have gorged on too much debt find themselves in a little bit of a, a precarious position. Mm-hmm. But having said that, um, looking forward into next year, I'm actually not all that concerned. I think that uh, analysts are looking for around 9 to 10% earnings growth next year. And I think that's actually perfectly achievable. Um, and the recent sell-off, I think, is an opportunity for investors to accumulate positions in companies where the fundamentals still look good. Okay. So who? So, so I'll give you three of the, the ones that I like in the U.S. market at this point. And the first is one that you – well, it was a theme you were talking about earlier, and that's Amazon. Okay. And e-commerce. You know, people mm-hmm. are ditching the shopping mall for the computer. And right. It's never been more evident than it is now. Um, I think that story is changing a little bit. That's a company that's been priced for perfection. I mean, if you've been holding the share, you would have done very, very well over the last couple of years. But it's recently sold off from about $2,000 to one and a half, And that's because it's changing from a revenue growth story to a profit growth story. Right. The market's paying less attention to revenues and more attention to profits. And that makes sense. So how could that be, how could they punish the share price then? I don't understand that. Well, it's quite funny because Amazon have been growing their revenues at 50% per year every year for the last 10 years. Ah, so unrealistic and, expectations. Yeah, unre- well, you know, and they've been applying a notional profit margin to those revenues. Um, and now all of a sudden the company's starting to make, make money and they're saying, well, hang on a second. Now we need to pay attention to what the absolute level of profit is. So it, it, it's not necessarily negative. I think it, it just creates some short-term volatility. But do I think that this is a share that can quadruple over the next five years again? Absolutely. I think mm-hmm. it's benefiting from some very powerful secular tailwinds. You know, global e-commerce penetration is only running at around 20%, so there's huge scope for growth. Right. Um, and I think it's a, a share that you need to own. Who else? The other one is Microsoft. It's kind of the dorky dad of the tech stocks world. <laughs> you know, if the fangs are teenagers going through some kind of awkward transition at this point, Microsoft is the old reliable one. And um, that's a business that's really successfully um, adapted from a, a sort of old school buy one big software license every five years model to a monthly cloud-based model with no sort of onerous contract. Mm-hmm. And um, their earnings growth prospects are improving all the time. You're seeing earnings upgrades coming through. And I think it's trading on a very fair valuation of a, um, at a forward PE of 20 times. So it's a stock I like. You know, they've also they've stayed relevant for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, they've been through a couple of difficult times. Sure. Um, obviously, the transition to Sachin Adela, the new CEO, was a little bit tumultuous a couple of years ago. But again, this is a, a, an old world company that's made it into the new world, and it's, right. it's done well to do that. Right. Um, and then the other one is, is one that I, I think a number of younger listeners would be very familiar with, and that's Activision Blizzard. That's uh, gaming. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But more than that, it's the company that owns Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Overwatch, and Candy Crush. Wow. That's a massive revenue stream there. It is. It's a very powerful portfolio. Um, they had a little bit of a wobble in the last quarter. There was some disappointment um, with the earnings growth, and there was also a controversial release of a Diablo mobile game, and some of the fans weren't happy with the way that went. But essentially, you're buying four of the most valuable gaming franchises in the world sure. at $50. A couple of months ago, the stock was trading at $80, and I think that that's a great opportunity. Okay. So there's one to buy. I think so. All right. Uh, any excitement locally over the next couple of days, or are people winding down? What's happening? I think people are winding down. It's been a, a terrible year for the South African equity market. Um, the market's down around 15% for the year. I think there was a lot of um, optimism after the December ANC elections, and that changed to a more realistic outlook over the next over the, the, the next few months when earnings growth started to come through, and people realized, hang on, you know, just because there's potential change doesn't mean there is change. Yeah. 
on the ground. And I think we're going to have to uh, to wait until we find ourselves with uh, next year's elections behind us before we start to see better numbers coming through from the likes of the retailers yeah. and the industrial companies and the banks when South Africans are more confident and they start reaching into their pockets and spending more money. Right. Well, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, let's hope those have some, some positive so results. So please buy another coffee machine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Killing two birds with right, one stone it. there, we'll do it. Thank you very much. Henry Biddlecombe, everybody, and we'll uh, catch up with him again soon. And thanks for, thanks for coming in and holding the fort for Anthea. Cliffcentral.com.